Hello and welcome to another episode of The Vinyl Collective, your weekly hip-hop journal, your weekly journal of the hip-hop and r <laughs> landscape. Oh boy. I'm your host, John. And I'm your co-host, Sopha. Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome it happens back. sometimes. It does. Don't worry about it that. It does. Now, at this point, obviously, Tope will do one of his anecdotes, but I've got you today. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, so, you know, me and Tope, as we do, we're having a discussion recently about, you know, democracy, authoritarianism, <laughs> oh, all that, you know, the political systems, all that kind of stuff that we, all that good stuff we talk about. Um, mm. Obviously, one of these systems being the Republic, um, <laughs> the Roman Republic more specifically. Um, so obviously in this, you know, each group of people usually like divided up into like social, like stratified socially, right? They'd have a representative that would go and vote on that group's behalf. So, you know, the lower class, I don't know, might have 20 votes. So then they kind of decide amongst themselves, they're going to vote for X. And then the representatives, you know, goes off, gives the, gives their vote up in the Senate or whatever. So okay. we all, you know, we all know like bribery exists, corruption exists, coercion, <laughs> all that okay. stuff. Um, so I'm sure, you know, more often than not, these representatives end up casting a vote that doesn't kind of, you know, represent the discussions that have been had so ah, okay much, there you much go much like the way <laughs> much like the way we've seen a lot of people talking about sims recently right everybody's very excited the discussions are happening you know we're sharing anecdotes we love her she's the best thing since sliced bread um you know and they've gone they put their votes in oh yeah she's definitely got it yeah yeah, yeah. and then the results are out ladies and gentlemen and uh, somehow the vote hasn't been delivered somebody else wins so you got two options, haven't you? People didn't ride for Simbi as hard as they said, or there's a flaw in the system. So there Oof. you go. Okay, not bad. I'll see. Okay, where's he going with this one? But not bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I fully concur with everything you said. I've got another straight fire analogy. Um, I didn't have an intro, but I have an analogy that I'll keep for the rest of the episodes because, yes, we need to get to Little Sims at some point in the episode. But before we do that, I mean, whilst you're here, because you're probably here for Simbi, you don't give a fuck about us, but you might give a fuck about us <laughs> along the point of episodes. So hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend to tell a friend. As I know there's a lot of new Little Sims stands and we have some, <laughs> quite a few Little Sims content based episodes on, on our channel. So hit us up um, on all platforms, really, on YouTube, The Vinyl Collective. Uh, interact with us on Instagram, Vinyl Collective Pod, and Twitter at TVC Pod. Right, so... Hmm. I know, I think we both want a pretty brief intro, but you know, business as usual, we'll go through the Spotlight series. This yeah. is kind of our, you know, bread and butter. We give you an artist that you probably should be keeping tabs on at the moment. So this week for Spotlight Artist number 48, I believe. Jesus Christ. 48. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. We have, oh my gosh, how, why did I forget to pronounce the name? My God, you know your brain just splatters because your analogy is through your holy shit, they are. Right, that's not her real name. Her name is, like, it's kind of based on we they are, but she mm. put her name, they are. I don't know what her real name is. I couldn't find it. But um, she's from Cardiff, but she's also Nigerian-based. And she actually has pointed out, yes, I do look like I'm from Jamaica because of the dreads of people think, yes, I'm from Jamaica, but no, I am Nigerian. Uh, and she talks about it on her music. So she is someone that... Um, you know, some, now and again, you know, the, the streets whisper to me things and I, I listen back. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I'll shout him out in person. Um, um, Emmanuel, you know who you are. Um, and he kind of sent me this, like, oh, yeah, I think I think you'll like us. Oh, okay, cool. You know, sometimes it's hit and miss with people, right? When they say they like an artist, it's just mm. 
they like the artists, not I yeah. like them, but whatever. Um, I just want me to like, confirm that, oh, <laughs> this artist is actually good by someone else liking it. But no, I checked her out and I was like, oh, no, this, this girl's actually pretty fucking talented. Cool. Mm. And I did some research on her, saw what she was doing. So she has a couple EPs and then she won, I mean, she was nominated for the Welsh Music Prize twice on them. So I okay. think the one, yeah. So, I mean, she actually won the second time round in 2020. So it was for the EP called um, Care City. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying there's a lot of hip hop going on in Wales, but to win the Welsh Music Prize as someone of colour, I mean, I don't know what type of music they listen to in Wales, but it seems pretty, that seems pretty, um, what's the word? It seems like a, a strong feat, as I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, um, so yeah, so I listened to a couple of songs. I'll say cool. So I think the hit single that she has at the moment is Shoreditch. I don't really care for that song as much as the others, to be fair. I think the song that really kind of pulled me in was um, Room 21, uh-huh. where she's kind of basically like talking about basically her life, like, you know, um, issues with her mom not being as paternal or, um, you know, struggling with the rent, obviously dealing with addiction, dealing with um, like, you know, advances in the club that she's not really welcoming, stuff like that. And another song called Hush as well. Proper really good songs. I was like, okay, there's, there's stuff to her. Her EP is really good as well. Um, yes, I think... In terms of sounds, like, who does she sound like? The age-old question. Um, she kind of reminds me of, you know that woman that we did? I think she's one of the spot asked as well. Alewia? Something Alewia, like yeah. that. And a mix of that and Sims, to be honest. Ooh, like, okay. Yeah. So, I yeah. think she has, like, yeah, she's kind of a bit off-kilter the way Alewia is, but she has, like, the rapid flows and cadence similar to Sims as well. Um, definitely got some lyrical chops behind her as well like a couple, couple of words that she said so and yeah definitely check Room 21 and yeah. Harsh tells me my two songs yeah I need to listen um, yeah. I've, I think I only heard like snippets of Room 21 that you po- was it that that you posted right yeah yeah, yeah. and I mean yeah she sounds good sounds yeah good. no like, definitely someone I've never heard of before never heard anyone work with her before um, she can also do some drill cuts as well so like um, yeah check the EPs out like I think she said something about like she got like um, approached to work with a big drill artist, but she turned it down because mm-hmm. she just feels like she doesn't want to be like, I think because she knew that would be her insertion into the scene. She doesn't yeah. want to be seen as like a drill rapper. She does hip hop as well. And she's pretty good at it as well. So yeah, definitely check her out. Definitely for sure. Cool. Yeah. Obviously you'll find those two tracks on the Spotlight Series playlist along with all the other 47 artists. I know. Every time we say it, it's crazy, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I love it. We do this too long. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of new music, uh, I feel like the probably mm-hmm. the biggest release um, has been Baby Keem's The Melodic Blue album. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, just briefly, um, mm-hmm. I've heard it almost once the whole way through. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Almost once the whole way through. I've yeah. heard it once the whole way through. <laughs> uh, I need to give it a second listen though. Um, I saw a funny analogy when someone was like, oh, this is going to be, before it came out, this is going to be the equivalent of J Electronica's A Written Testimony. And it's what? just going to be like, no, it's just going to be like Kendrick Lamar on it a lot more than you're expecting. Oh, just in the sense okay. that Jay-Z was. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, he made it onto a few tracks, didn't he? Um, Top of the Morning being a, a great moment do you know what's actually annoying about that song as well the song's actually sick <laughs> that's the thing like the song's actually good it's just the way it ends it's like because mm. the thing is that's and okay i'll just add on to that i haven't heard the album i i specifically went straight to that song just mm. so i could check that like snippet was real because i was like there's no way like Kendrick <laughs> does that and it's 
a hundred percent real. Like yep. he just says, "Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit." Let's... And it just feels like Kendrick is, you know, what it is. You know when like, <laughs> you know when like a guy dates a weird, like a you know kind of a eclectic girlfriend, and he starts doing all that weird shit. Like you know when guys date Erica Badu and they become like enlightened and they yeah. decide to act a different way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Kendrick is like that. Obviously not in some incestuous way, but I feel like he's like that with Baby Keem. Like because he's kind of been poured into his world, it just feels like he's trying whatever the fuck and just seeing what sticks what doesn't mm. and I think there's good and bad sides to that I think this is obviously the bad side and obviously the whole um Mason brother whatever he's doing on Family Ties I think it works more there yeah. but um, yeah I think he's just having fun in it like it's, it's, it's not good like let me wrong there's no bias <laughs> I mean I have the same energy I had for way too sexy this that closer is not good but yeah yeah it's it's good there are some good moments on the album um mm. maybe we'll be able to give a kind of better picture of it next week once we both yeah. listens, but um Yeah, no, yeah. definitely a few cuts. Um at the closer sixteen is a really good song. Um mm. obviously Vent, I wish Kendrick Mark kinda stayed on that song. But obviously it's like we already have Kendrick Mark on like two other songs. Yeah. So, so you don't uh, take <laughs> Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because obviously Baby King's it's weird just before we move on, it's weird that he's kind of like it's only now he's kind of relying on that Kendrick Cosign when I feel yeah. like he was a big enough artist without him. Yeah, you know? he had like, big hit what Orange Soda and um yeah honest and yeah and um, then durag activity was pretty yes. big as well yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so it's just yeah so it's just weird now it's like okay yeah it's keem and kendrick show it's like i don't think you needed it mate but mm-hmm. yeah i mean whatever it's what it is yeah. yeah uh any other releases freddie gibbs uh, freddie ah gibbs. yes Let's talk about that oh yeah cool yeah go on hit me with it yeah so the Vi- Vice Lord Poetry. Um, that kind of, yeah, came out suddenly on... It was just on YouTube, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I've forgotten what beat he even uses again. What beat is it from Drake's? Sh- um, champagne Poetry. Champagne Literally poetry. just ripped off the title, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's good. I mean, Thray's, I mean <laughs> it's just Freddie, isn't it? He's, he's not going to miss, really, is he? Um, yeah. Yeah, he he throws some some shots at Mr. Lamar, which I think everyone's mm. kind of excited to see where this will go. Um, but yeah. I don't think it'll go anywhere, to be fair. Like, I think, I don't think he did it in a sense of like, fuck Kendrick Lamar. I just think he's like, oh, like, put respect on my name. Like, mm. I'm top five as well. And yeah, um, I, yeah I was speaking to Mike's about this, actually, because he was like, oh, like, you know, um, not basically, basically, I think he basically tries to insinuate that people haven't had like a run like Lil Wayne did back in the late 2000s. And I, mm. and I, I, I forgot to I reply to Tariq, but I feel like you can compare Freddie because obviously yes. Kendrick's, yeah, because Kendrick, yes, he's probably one of the best rappers of this generation, but he hasn't been around in the past four years. But Freddie has, and he dropped Bandana, Alfredo. You can legitimately uh, say from like 2014, 2013, and that's yeah. eight years. Yeah, I mean, especially since 2017. I mm-hmm. don't think anyone has had a stronger run than him at the moment. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to say. I think I think he just often gets left out of, yeah, he is the one kind of conversation. So, I think that's just him just kind of inserting himself rather than going to battle. Yeah. Kendrick. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. we will. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a... Well, he's working on a project anyway, isn't he? Yeah. Freddie. Yeah, I mean, he always is, isn't he? <laughs> so we'll probably get... I imagine we'll get something at... By the end of the year. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Um, go on, let's, let's go on to you. one of your favourite artists. You know who I'm talking <laughs> about. I don't know. There's a lot of favourite artists. Who, who am I talking about? Chloe. 
Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> talk to me. Oh, but do you know what's so funny about this one? I called it from like the start of this year. I said, Chloe's going solo. Just the way she was moving, I was like, this girl's definitely going solo, mate. Like the way, like, don't get me wrong. Yes, Twitter did have their fun with her kind of like, oh, how do I word it? Embracing herself and her sexuality. Mm. And obviously it kind of took a non-linear path so to speak where she's like yeah i'm such a nerd and then ever since she said that <laughs> it was like she's been anything but a fucking nerd and the way it, it just felt it felt like she was marketing herself to kind of be separate from hattie and i feel mm-hmm. like you only do that if something's coming because there's no there's no point trying to form your own identity now if you're not trying to market that so i was like yeah she's definitely starting a, a solo career and obviously she's been teasing the song Have Mercy for ages and ages and ages and ages. And normally when songs like this get teased, I don't even think the song was finished when she teased it. I think it was just like her birthday or something. And it was kind of like the other song, um, Twerkulator by City Girls that got teased mm. for so long. And then when it came, it's like, I don't really care for this. I think I feel this way more so about Have Mercy. Like the song is not good. I mean, the video, um, if, you know, I mean, visually, yes, you might enjoy it, but the song itself is is not my type of thing. Um, mm. On top of the VMA performance, which was just, I mean, you said <laughs> I mean, rock. You said it was kind of a rock crossover. Like she as well, was right? shouting like, mm. uh, "You need to watch it, man!" Like it is ridiculous. I like, after this, yeah, because there was a point where I was like, "Is this the same song? Is she actually singing?" Have Mer-? like I couldn't tell. I was like. Raw, yeah. Like if people thought she was Illuminati before, like bro, <laughs> like, you're you're confirming it now. now. Yeah. So um, yeah, not a fan of the song. Um, that's all I gotta say. Really, it's a shame because I don't. I think it's a bit premature her going solo, anyways. But I think that's another conversation, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. You Have you heard d- "Have Mercy"? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Go on. What were you gonna say? Uh, no, I was just gonna say I kind of agree. Like, yes, the album was very critically acclaimed, but you might want to kind of allow your your development as a duo to continue for a while before you just branch off. Because, yeah, I mean, whatever de- whatever happens with this kind of like solo project now, we know there'll be more Chloe and Halley projects, but I think those will be dramatically different from what they could have been. Yes. Given the so. direction she's going in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see, won't we? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's kind of it in terms of new releases. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, wireless happened over the weekend. Can, oh, know, did people enjoy it? Did they attend? Let us know. We'll be happy I did to hear. not, man. Because obviously I don't live too far from wireless. Hear about and the I never get in, I never get invited to Crystal Palace for anything. But mm-hmm. both days that weekend, I had something to go to at Crystal Palace. The most annoying thing ever. Yeah. And obviously Heady One announced he's dropping an album in, what, two weeks from today? Yeah. Uh, so a mixtape. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah, of course. Because, it's not an album. you know. Because they still make money either way, whatever they call it. So it's a recent mixtape. Um, the cover, obviously, shout out to Tensmead, always getting used and abused. <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> um, because people will judge gentrification and then use literally the landscape of actual public housing as some sort of, you know, aesthetic. But whatever, yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what you see what is coming with then. We'll see. Uh, um, 20 years of Blueprint uh, that happened last week. Which is insane. Um, yeah, just as I, I, like, we would have an episode about it. There's just not enough time. There's mm. just too much to go through. But um, obviously, I think anyone who knows me, one of my favorite Jay Z albums, an amazing album. And this is the beauty, John, right, of other people 
doing music content because I can just listen to what they have to say and we don't have to do every fucking thing. It feels like it feels like we do everything. So obviously shout out to Tandy, she did a thing uh with a whole bunch of cool people about Blueprint. Yeah. And obviously Slam talks off about Blueprint as well. So go check those people out. But yeah, what do you think about Blueprint? I mean, it's it's a great album, isn't it? I was listening. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to some of Slime Talks um, podcast this morning, um, and yeah, I mean, they're right. That was kind of the uh, what do you call it? It was like the not the announcement of like Jay Z is like the businessman, but it was definitely a transition album, wasn't it? And kind of oh, cementing yeah. himself as this kind of yeah, this like different kind of figure to what we'd seen yeah. in the previous albums. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's an extraordinary album. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, if only I mean, we had two. If we had two episodes a week, I think we could have done a, a, a yeah. Nice edition, but I'm not recommending yeah. that at all. No, hundred percent. No, it's it's just so funny when people struggle to get an episode in a week. It's like, how do you not do it every week? It's like this. It's not. We need more episodes because there's so many more episodes we could do. Like we're nowhere near done. But um, yeah, no. Honestly, with Blueprint, man. Like, I think this is one of the. No, it wasn't. But, like, I remember listening to this, like, way back, like, when I was getting to Jay-Z. I think the album that got me into Jay-Z's discography mm-hmm. was probably Blueprint Free, okay. an American Gangster. And then I went back to go listen to Blueprints. This is, like, more than 10 years ago now. And I was like, man, I love this record. And I love it more and more as I get older. Not because it's the perfect record. It's just he's so confident. Like, he's yeah. just so smooth. Like, songs like All I Need, that's probably one of my favorite songs on the album, where he's just... Yeah, it's just something about it. It's just a lot of swagger that comes with this album. Obviously, with Takeover as well, Ain't No Love, Renegade, obviously Eminem's verse. Like, yeah. there's just so many high points. Um, yeah. Probably, yeah. Is it a top three J album for me? Yeah. Yeah. Blueprint, Black Album, 444? Or maybe Reasonable. Yeah, 450. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's probably a top three J album. Like, Jay-Z's got some pretty sick albums in it. But um, yeah, honestly, it it's, a sh- it's a shame the day it came out. Um, obviously because of 9-11 and stuff like that but um, I think one thing I'll say oh what was I going to say I think yeah as you said I think it cemented him as like the business fan of hip hop which simultaneously also <laughs> ruined hip hop because now hip hop's now I mean ever since then in it 20 years later it's always about oh but this person sold more than the other yeah. person and that's yeah. the fucking coattails that Drake's been riding on the whole time and it's because of albums like this obviously I don't think Jay-Z meant to do it at the time but it's like Jay-Z definitely popularized the whole thing of, well, I went platinum, so you can't really talk to me kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's the only thing I don't like. But apart from the, the songs, generally, I mean, yeah, I remember I remember listening to H to the SO on TV when I was like a kid. So it's very nostalgic in that sense. But I mean, music-wise, like, yeah, it's a really good album. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that kind of wraps us up. If you don't have anything else, any other new music. Blue is releasing a new project this year, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's back with Exile again. So mm. interesting shit. Can't so. wait for that. Will it? Will it be one of your <laughs> albums of the year again? We'll see. We will we'll see. see. We'll see. It's time's running out. There, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Uh, cool. Yeah, we'll take a short break and then we will be back with the main event. Cool. We are back. So, as you've probably seen from the title, and I mean, if you know any of us personally, or if you follow us on socials, you will have seen that. Um, this has been a very long time coming, this episode. Um, obviously, Little Sims dropped her, uh, her, are we calling it her third kind of studio album? Um, okay. Yeah, it's a third studio album. Fourth, um, isn't it? Still Curious Tales. Curious Tales. That was a still. studio album? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was. 
Yeah, not not the Sims stan I thought I was. Her fourth <laughs> studio album was dropped mm-hmm. uh, almost two weeks ago when this episode will drop. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, obviously kind of introduction to Sims if you don't know who she is. She's a 26-year-old rapper born in Islington, so East London, um, and Nigerian descent. She has kind of... I guess she has like two or three EPs prior to um, Curious Tales, which um, I'm not massively familiar with, but uh, basically we did a thread the other day on Twitter where we kind of went into her discography and they definitely kind of show like her rapping chops and like styles, different flows. Um, Then as we kind of move forward, you see Curious Tales and Stillness in Wonderland. And she kind of gave us albums there where she focused on like themes and concepts and collaborated with a lot of different artists and then moved forward to 2019 Grey Area which was Tope's album of the year I think it was yeah. my did I put it number two of the year I think Second. you put it behind um, Magdalene didn't I yeah I never lived that down that was that was my <laughs> second best album that year um, obviously that kind of signaled the start of work with Inflow and then obviously move forward to this year and yeah we have sometimes I might be introvert yeah cool um, yeah, to, I mean, nice intro there, John. Thank you. But um, yeah, just to kick this off, I'm going to start again. Like I, like I said to you guys, I had something prepared. So let's go straight into it. So my obviously my, one of my favorite things to do is to tie in, draw the comparisons between like sports and music, right? Mm, so yeah. here's a here's a here's a story or analogy that I'm going to use, right? So people might know Syria Bonali, right? She is a black figure skater. She's a, she was the one who did that insane backflip. She's the first and only figure sta- skater, sorry, to backflip and land on one leg. So obviously an insane feat, right? Obviously was very popular for that. But obviously before, I mean, that was the last Olympics, right? In Nagano. But before that, she was, I mean, she's a figure skater for a long, long time, right? And I mean, as you can guess, <laughs> a black figure skater from France, yeah, you know, add the equation. That was not going to be a good time for her. Like, you know, I don't think many people probably took well to her kind of entering the scene. And the thing about her, like, she was really good at other sports. I think she won, like, silver or gold in, like, tumbling, like, before she even did figure skating. So she had the crazy athletic ability. Um, so she comes in. She's obviously someone who is not the typical face of figure skating. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she always, like, because figure skating is somewhat of a subjective sport, like, you know, people can always just fuck with you with the scorings, right? They can just be yeah, like, oh, yeah. you weren't graceful enough, or whatever the fuck that means, right? So, I mean, there's a couple examples of this, right? So, the 1993 World Championships, so she lands seven, seven triple jumps and a triple combination. She wins silver. And then the I other I don't know what it means, but that sounds hella impressive. Yeah. So, basically, seven triple jumps. So, basically, when... You do like a, anyways, you do like a free spins in the air or uh-huh. something like that, right? Um, and she gets silver for that. And then another skater who's, who's obviously really good at, at the same time, so Oksana Bayor. So she did five triple jumps, no combinations though, obviously fairer skinned, and she wins gold. Yeah. Obviously, so that's annoying. And then obviously 1994 Olympics in, I think it was in Norway. Um, then she, so the way it is, like, with figure skating, because you don't want to go last, because if someone sick comes before you, then it's like, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, it? yeah. So f- she was the last out of like three, four, no, four people. So three people went on, they all had like amazing performances. And then she's last. So it felt like no matter what she did, she was always going to get ranked harshly. So she loses that. 
And everyone always tells her, well, you know, you're really amazing, but you need to be more graceful. And, oh, she's very exotic or whatever the oh, hell that man. means, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Like, they just don't want to admit she's the best for whatever reason. Uh, then, then again, so she goes back. Okay, so, um, you know, she keeps getting focused on, like, okay, no, you need to be more graceful. You need to do all, all of this. So she's like, okay, cool. I'll give you guys what you want, right? I'll give you what you want. So 1994 World Championships in Japan. Um, and then there's, and you know, she does really, really well, right? She does everything they ask them for. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone, even the audience thinks, you know what? She's going to get the gold this time. And then there's another figure skater, um, another Japanese skater, of course, in Japan, a woman called Yuka Sato. And don't get me wrong, she did well. She's not shit, but I think everyone could tell it wasn't as good as Surya's um, performance. And then she loses then and she gets the silver and she was so like riled up about this so when they're at the podium right she refuses to stand on the podium for one and she's just in tears she's so frustrated and she just takes the medal off like she's like in protest everyone's mm. just like and then around, she's like a bloody teenager and all these cameras on her face like so why do you do i just take off the mm. medal or are you gonna retire it's like all that weird you know it's the 90s different time and you know just to loop this all in right it kind of i feel like when i look at um, Surya's career it kind of reminds you of Little Sims' career in recent years where it feels like personally no matter what she does it's always just like yeah but it's not good enough though or but even though someone else could do something that isn't as impressive it's like oh my gosh this is out of the year and I feel like yeah. I, I mean I hate to say it but I feel like that, I feel like if she wasn't a woman and all her discography was exactly the same. I feel like she'd be treated a one hundred percent. That was that was a great analogy, by the way. <laughs> no um, That's what I do. Yeah. But, um, no, just a question. Here's a question to you, Rock. I know you've got a lot to say. Do you feel like Grey Area was an in, was indicative of what I was trying to say? Where do you feel like people did shun Grey Area a little bit? I think I don't know whether they shunned it, but I think the the people like us who listened to it understood it for what it was, mm-hmm. and those that kind of I don't know. I I want I want to see the good in people and be like they didn't take they didn't take it in right as in yeah. the people who shunned it quote unquote or just did, ignored it or were like oh yeah it was a good album good album I don't think they took it in I don't think you can honest I don't think you can be honest with yourself and listen to this multiple times and not take it in um, yeah I don't know um, but it, but it did get shunned didn't it because <laughs> because if you look back at twenty nineteen. Um, I mean, it, it didn't win the awards that that it was supposed to win. Um, it didn't win the Mercury Prize. No, it didn't. Did even get nominated for a Brit. No, which is insane to me. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like the parallel hundred percent works in what you're what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. she's kind of taken on board, you know, maybe not the criticism, but the the kind of weaknesses or the or the areas you could see that you didn't get in mm-hmm. in grey area or that people wanted from stillness or they listened mm-hmm. to stillness and said. ABC I didn't really get or this was missing mm-hmm. for me and I think this is the album where she was like cool I'm going to go back to stillness I'm going to you know take that mm-hmm. concept um, I'm going to carry it the whole way through I'm going to give mm-hmm. you also a- I'm going to give you ABC I'm going to give you DEF as well <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and you better not be disappointed and I feel like that's mm-hmm. what she's done with this album um, mm-hmm. it's definitely like a culmination of grey era because of inflow Stillness in Wonderland mm-hmm. from the themes and concepts and also bits of like the earlier work because I think like we said earlier like Blank mm-hmm. Canvas all those kind of projects mm-hmm. where you see oh, like seven years ago she could switch up her flow in this crazy way mm-hmm. and she does it on um, 
on a, I mean, on a number of spots in this album. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, like, um, I kind of agree with you, Gray. I don't think it got, I think, I think in terms of where it was placed in 2019, it's kind of like what I said. It, it felt like people who didn't like it, like, you can dislike music I like. I, I'm not really fussed about that. But it's like, they, it was always just kind of where it started and stopped. It was like, oh, I don't like it. But it was like, okay, why don't you like it? I want to hear what you think. Or it's like, oh, Hoodies All Summer was just better. I was like, okay, but why was it better? Like, do mm. you know what I mean? Like, I, they, there was never that discussion. It was just, it was always just like immediately just kind of shafted to like tier two for whatever reason. Yeah. With no, even though I'm like, okay, but where's the weaknesses? Where do you think it went wrong? Or, cause people have said on like, there's other people like, you know, Fantano or stuff like that. They're like, oh, they prefer stillness's production. Fair enough. Or, do you know, I mean, stuff like that. But like, you're not, I feel like people I speak to just didn't give me anything. It's just like, oh, it's cool. Or, oh, this is better. And it's like, whatever. In the, I feel like if someone else released this, hmm. it would be way more praised. I mean, that is, what you're talking about is quite symptomatic of a lot of music criticism, right? Yeah. Or a lot of like, <laughs> a lot of uh, conversations around music. Mm. It's subjective. We all know it's going to be subjective, but you need to have some, you need to have some examples and you need to, mm. to try and explain why that, why that <laughs> is your opinion. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, and I guess from, you know, we're kind of talking, talking about it without saying it, but like underrated, mm. right? Like, do we, mm. do we see Sims as underrated? Uh, okay, I'll go first on this mm-hmm. one. Um, I've, I've, people are going to get me for this, but I do think she's underrated. Not because I think people think she's not good. Listen carefully, um, people. Okay, listen carefully yeah. and don't just jump on yeah. this. I think people think she's a talented artist. And I think obviously, because yes. you know, people say, oh, it's... You know, people are just annoying. So I think someone even said, oh, it's actually a diss to call someone underrated when they're out there doing shows. No, it's not. Because, I mean, she she said, um, Sims is the only one on her job. It's bait. Everyone in London knows still not. They don't want to give no props. Life's good when you make this much dough. So obviously it's something that she's pointed out herself. So I don't think it's a diss. I think it's just sometimes you just got to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. So do I think people think Little Sims is a competent artist? Yes. Do I think people think Little Sims is one of the best artists the UK has at the moment no do I think that's the case yes <laughs> like if I look at the discographies of the UK art, even if you look back to 2016 has anything since has anything since Grey Area been better than Grey Area no not in the UK the only thing that can match it is her own fucking sophomore project like do you know what I mean like I think mean, like she's had a, a reign for some years now, like, even if you look at the deluxe version, because I always have to make this distinction, mm, I think that the deluxe version of Silverstone Wonderland is when you have to just be like, what, well, yo, she is on her way. And yes, because things, everyone wants to just be like, I feel like it's, again, it's like some fucking Pavlovian response. Okay, no, skeptic. Uh, it's like, okay, cool. Are we really going to say ignorance is bliss is better than grey area? No. People okay. will, people will. 100%. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. Um, Major and Amanda came out in 2016. Okay, yeah, that might be the last album from this country that you could be like, this is as good as that. Some, me, I, I mean, yeah. some people would say like Kenichiwa because I know we called that a classic. I reckon a lot of people, okay, yeah, I a lot of people would Amanda suggest... I think Made the Manor came out after Kenichiwa. Mm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I Sorry, think ever since, since like, yeah, ever since then, mm. I feel like it's been a Little Sims era, to be honest. Like, in terms of, I look back at all the albums, like, Common Sense, Big Conspiracy, or whatever, like, whoever the hell, like, even Slow Time, who I, who I rate as well. Do I put it on this level where it's like, wow, this is like, not, not just UK good, like, this is just <laughs> legitimately Globally. good. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I can't. So, I think people don't give her that props, and I never really see a reason why 
it's, there's always some sort of weird reason or vagrants why she can't even be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's really, yeah, I've never understood that. Yeah, to me. I mean, but what are you? What do you think? Is she too. underrated? I think yes, by definition, there there is a lack of rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> like you, I mean, you can be an like underground artists in the US, right? You have a massive rap scene, right? They, to yeah. me, some of them are the best rappers that I've heard of, but they're underrated because not a lot of people appreciate them. Now, Little Sims is an underground artist, right? Mm. You know, plenty of people see her; she's hitting the charts. But she is underrated. I think one point you made, which was that, is it that basically she's getting the same, when you get the same response in a different country or another country appreciates you more, then you can be underrated in your, you know, the country that you're from or your origin country, right? And that's something we see with a lot of artists in the UK. They're underappreciated here and they're appreciated elsewhere. Mm. And I think, Yeah. yeah, with Sims, she is, she's getting this two weeks of bliss now. But like, come the end of the year, I I better be seeing her at the top of your lists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's thing you know it's not going to happen though. And again, I think, um, I think people saying, "Oh, Little Sims is not underrated." It's like, okay, how does it make sense that people in America who don't even like the accent that we have, anyways, are highly rated this album? And no, and the thing is, at, at, in contrast, mm-hmm. no one spoke about Great Air in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. No one. I don't... I remember seeing any sort of... And obviously, like, I follow a lot of, like, people who post content in the UK. No one had her in any sort of discussion. Nothing. Maybe mic check. But even then, it's like, that's it. Yeah, like, mic check. And I think... Really did, yeah. I mean, if you think it's that good, or you're saying, oh, yeah, then where's the content about it? And again, she's just a symptom. I think... Lilson is not the only underrated artist in hip-hop or in any genre, but I think... It's so clear how much for Little Sims it's just that she just kind of gets shafted. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what it would take for people to be like, okay, what what do you think is actually missing for her to even yeah. be considered? Because if I look at the talents, like, come on, the UK talent is not that deep for her to be like, Hidden not even away. a mention. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, I mean? the thing we mentioned about the US as well, like, that, I mean, the accent thing aside, like, UK rap generally in the US isn't put on a pedestal or it isn't put yeah. alongside the best US rap because you know they consider it like oh it's UK rap it's a different genre but so, yeah. but, but genuinely like you can't look at kind of the largest market for music in the world and they're they're taking Sims and being like yeah whoa like we, we need to start taking mm. taking notice this was years ago they like they've been yeah. aware of her for a long time yeah Um. so yeah in that sense yeah I fully agree underrated um, but yeah, should we should we get on to someone that isn't called Sims, but is is called Inflow? Because okay, this guy yeah. needs this guy needs a segment of his own today. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I with think that. he does. Um, mm. So mysterious man behind obviously Sims's production on uh, Grey Area, and then also on this project. Sometimes I might be introvert. He's you know been uh, kind of the mastermind the the puppeteer behind salt and all of their projects mm-hmm. uh i mean i think there are about six or seven of them now um mm-hmm. and he produced for michael kiwanuka's self-titled album in 2019 mm-hmm. produced obviously clear soul's 2019 album rose in the dark and then also her album this year they are together in case you didn't know <laughs> where that synergy came from um yeah. that's love uh <laughs> and i think that's we, I mean, we saw in his story he's going to be working with Scripps Riley, but apart from that, all I'm aware yeah. of is Salt, Kiwanuka, 
Cleo and Sims? I mean, he is probably the most enigmatic guy oh. in definitely in this in UK hip hop, but probably in hip hop at the moment because you just don't even know where this guy came from, mate. Actually, a quick question for you, actually. So, actually, um, did did were you of the opinion that Sims and Inflow should run it back another time for this album? Did you think that is that what you wanted from Sims moving forward? Because I don't think I actually asked that question when we did the episode. Uh, I think I did, but I wasn't sure the direction of the album, so okay, I didn't I didn't know whether like a thematic like concept album like this, whether I mean naive me right, I didn't know if he had <laughs> the the kind of like range even like it sounds stupid yeah. saying it now, but like because the album was very um it it was it, it was, was very it was rough and rugged like, very it had a theme. Um, What's the word? It was so cohesive as like a like a short forty minute album. You're like, cool, yeah. damn, that's like him and his bag. But over an album of like an hour and whatever hour, six minutes, hour seven minutes, yeah. um, with such a like varied soundscape as it's become, I I didn't see that coming. I'll say that. Um, no. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I don't know whether I wanted them to run it back. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, the dream, the dream is to hear more of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, no, I, I agree with you because I think Great Era, like, the, thematically is quite consistent. Like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it kind of leans on like pop rock a little bit, a lot of drums. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, it's very kind of sharp and rugged, like, you know, it's kind of direct to the point. So yeah, yeah obviously I didn't know who he was before this. So I thought, okay, I don't really want Grey Area 2. Like, Grey Area, it did what it needed to do. Yeah. Um, but then I think hearing him on Kiranuka's and Cleo Souls, it kind of showed you had a bit of diversity. Like, he had more diversity than I believed him to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing that would prepare me for uh, this album at all. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's, let's kind of get into it. Like, um, like do you, how do you feel like the production has kind of progressed from Grey Area onto... Sometimes I might be introvert. Uh, it's it's improved. I'm not going to say tenfold because that would be doing grey a disservice. But it has improved. <laughs> um, I think their their connections improved clearly because mm. it's been two years. Um, mm. So yeah, I think like the the broadness of the soundscape is in, obviously mm. he's incorporated. If people are familiar with salt, um, they have a lot of like soul influence but then also there are elements of like funk and jazz um and he's definitely like pulled into bits of that for this album um you see on on certain songs where there's a lot of um a lot of like children's voices as like large like chorus groups he's used that from i think the last project that salt released um was it nine i think it was called yeah there were a lot of like like cho- like children's vocal choruses and stuff like that so he's he's like brought in elements from from different projects um so yeah i think it's it has improved a crazy amount um i i've i was blown like at legitimately blown away by the production on this album i think i think every track has something different to offer um that's inclusive of the interludes um and i mean i don't i don't know what else this guy can do but i'm not (laughs) i'm not gonna suggest there's a cap on it because this is just two albums in with with Little Sims. I mean, I I just don't. Every time I think about it, I'm just like, I don't fucking get it, man. I don't. I actually don't fucking get it. Like, I cannot believe. Like, he's he's solo produced almost every song. 
He's only there's only one sample on a one nineteen track sample. record. Like sixty track sixty. Tra- 60 and the thing, oh, 19 tracks, sorry. Yeah, 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 19 tracks. And the thing is, yeah, because obviously the question is how much does a producer do, right? And like coaching, like you know mm. when a new coach kind of comes in, um, and you can also tell, okay, the team is changing. Like, for example, okay, proper example, right? Gareth Southgate, right? You can see the identity of the England football team kind of changed once he came in. He had an emphasis on like um balance and he wasn't, you know, he kind of like goes aggressive when he needs to, and he's you know, generally quite a defensive guy. Um, and you can see it's all that shit compared to English one where they'll kind of do yeah. whatever the fuck they want. Same with <laughs> Stillness and Wonderland. It felt like she was doing whatever the fuck she wa- wanted. And she had someone who genuinely just pushed her to like expand her comfort zone. So it kind of felt like he was always ready to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And, he, and you know, he's such a coach because the way he kind of talks on Instagram, he's like, oh yeah, you would have done this album without me. It's like, would she really? Would she have really? I don't know if I believe that. But um, yeah, I think the guy's ability, like, coming onto this album like i cannot believe i cannot believe this is one person producing this album like it is absolutely like on a i I cannot i cannot i cannot understate enough how ridiculous this guy is at producing Mm -hmm. and making samples sound like samples that aren't samples and little inflections like no four bars on the scene of this album and to do that over 66 minutes is just holy shit man like I don't know where he was before this. I know where he's going after this. He's going to some very special places. Like, and the thing is, if he get if he just fucks off to America, I, I I can't blame him because there's no way anyone who listens to this album is not going to be like, get me that producer on the phone, please. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to do that. Like, this guy is out of his mind. Um, so there, let's transition, right? Yeah. So, what are your best in terms of production? Because now we're connected to talk about the album. Yeah. What are kind of your best moments of production wise in this album? Oof. Okay. Um, how do we narrow it down? Um, well, I think in terms of like, maybe let's look at it like sound wise. So you've got the kind of incredible like orchestral, right? We're going to use that so many times today, guys. Get used yeah. to it. Uh, in terms of like the orchestral introvert is, I think we've both said it. We both kind of agree it's probably one of the best songs released this year. It oh, is yeah, for sure. absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's insane. Isn't it, it? Is, like, it, is insane. it doesn't get bored. Um, it doesn't get bored. <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, on that, it's it's incredible. Like like you were talking the nuances. The guys, just I can't understand like where where he maybe studied music or how <laughs> how he's bad, come to have this like ear and <laughs> and like understanding of music in so many different genres as well. Because every genre is unique, right? I know you might yeah. go to music college, you might go to, but you might study jazz or you're like kind of um your major in a in a certain type of music but this guy literally can do it all so you have the orchestral highs of like introvert it's incredible the build-up the crescendos like the ebb and flows of like standing ovation that's incredible mm-hmm. and oh, then yeah oh my gosh yeah. and then you have a beat like um speed which sounds like a like a song from like Jesus or something i know obviously mm-hmm. she mentions Kanye west in it um, yeah Sounds like and a great that, area throwback, yeah, actually. That, yeah, like, fair, yeah. And that's an incredible beat. But normally mm. you'd have a producer who does that and he'll be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get him on the phone for, we need a, we need a song for speed. Um, mm. And then, I mean, the sample, I wasn't, I wasn't a, a massive fan, me and Tops listened to it together, but I wasn't a massive fan of um, the... Uh, Smokey Robson? Yeah, so two worlds apart mm. initially, mm. but I, th- I yeah. think it's brilliantly done. Now that I hear yeah. it back, <laughs> yeah. um, 
that's incredible. So yeah, I think highs for me, introvert, um, mm-hmm. standing ovation just for the, mm-hmm. the ability to like slow it down so suddenly and just make it beautiful and have, you know, clear souls, just vocals like dancing around. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're, it's spring. You're just walking through a garden <laughs> and then damn, like the drums come back in yeah. and it's the orchestra comes back, the strings and the horns. It's, it's on, it's on another level from, yeah. from anything Anything that's actually being produced in the UK right now, it is on another level. Oh, 100%. This, this is probably the, yeah, this is probably the best produced album I've ever heard from a UK artist. Rapper. 100%. It's, I can't, and if people are being genuine with their souls, like, give me an example that matches this because I cannot, I cannot think of it. Like, mm-hmm. this guy is absolutely, he's, there's not a bad moment production on this whole album. 19 tracks. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? So let me give you my high moments, right? So obviously sounds like introvert. Okay, yeah, that is fucking epic, right? It sounds mm. like so you know, it sounds like Little Sims is here to tell you the most important thing in the world. Like it's just crazy. And like his chemistry of knowing when to like change the beat, depending on certain things she says, it's just incredible. Like I think we you know we spoke a lot about it when the single came out. And he kept doing it with every single. Mm-hmm. It's like women it was so smooth and luscious. I was like, what the fuck? Um Rolling Stone obviously kind of taking her back to like her space age yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. But the one that really Ooh, got yes. me, Go on. because his name is Yardman Flo, right? So he's obviously from Jamaica. Point and kill and fear no man. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Like, honestly, even legitimate people from Africa making beats like this would have a hard time. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where he is. Inflow uh, an idea? Is that actually a person? We don't know. Is Inflow just an idea? Is it a group because... of a hundred people that have been locked <laughs> away and they've been given, you know, all these instruments like, make the song, make the song. Because like, I just, and honestly, like, it's him doing it. Cause he looks and would be like, oh yeah, he did the keyboard. He did the drums. Like it's him. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like, um, and you saw that video I sent you. Um, I think I put up my story about um, the when the yes. choir came in, Inflow was telling them what to, like, it's, it's actually him. Like it's legitimately him. Like I don't, I honestly don't it like my mind actually can't comprehend someone who's this talented to just do all sorts of styles easily and even fucking disco and protect my energy as well mm. like it's got to be some shit. kind of rain man thing because <laughs> I, yeah literally <laughs> and i don't mean that in any offensive way because how, how yeah i i i don't know it, it just don't make know. sense yeah it just don't make sense but um yeah but my, my probably my best moment is probably point and kill mm. introvert uh, those are the two I'll, I'll I'd say I, I, I love you I hate you is probably one of the oh, like, biggest gosh. like <laughs> Holy shit, one of the yeah. hardest beats I've heard this year oh, again yeah. because I mean, of the vocal clip that we thought was a sample but it's not he's just somehow <laughs> sourced this from someone and we've seen him coaching people with their vocals right yeah. he's like no I need it I need it a pitch I need it an octave higher yeah yeah he's really, Visionary. He's really Visionary. that guy He's really that guy. Even I, even when I think Fantano was speaking about it, he's like, oh, this is a good example of like um, how you should sample. It's like, it's not a sample, Fantano. It's yeah. just not. I, <laughs> just I, I, I understand. I understand. It's literally just him. But um, okay, cool. So we've, we've given the production as just dudes. And mm-hmm. obviously Inflow, I think for him, this is like a absolute wash. Like you can't fault it. This is like a 10 out of 10 for him, honestly. Yep. Um, but obviously, Simbi is the vocalist on this album. So um just to avoid us just kind of fangirling the fuck out of this album, yeah. we decided, okay, we're, we're trying to be more balanced in our reviews because I feel like when we hate an album, <laughs> we do shit on it. And when we love an album, we act like there's no wrong to it. But um, yeah, so let's kind of start off with 
what we felt like was the, I guess, low points okay. of the album. Let's get that out of the way. And then we'll kind of go from there. So f- listen to this album. Where do you feel like, okay, you know what? This could have been done better or whatever. Like, wh- what do you think? Sure. Um, okay. I think I'll start, I'll start maybe, this isn't directly in flow, but obviously, you know, he produced as well. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I see, I love it. It's a very kind of emotive track. It's obviously one of the more romantic songs on the album. Mm. Um, I felt, yeah, it it didn't. I don't want to use the word flat, but like maybe just lacking a little in in some some oomph or something to carry the song through. Um, mm. Because the like the sentiment's lovely, um, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I I did have the tendency to kind of drift off a little bit with the song. So I would, I would have liked, I don't know, something else maybe instrumentally on it. Um, mm. But I mean, even then, like I'm not really critiquing Simbi. So interludes, <laughs> okay, the yeah. interludes is where I have, that's the that's the main problem I have with this album. Um, okay. Emma Corrin, shout out. <laughs> and she does her thing on The Crown. That's all lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but on this album, it feels an interesting choice. Now I, I get it. So I'll start with that. I get the choice, um, and I get the idea that. Um, well, well, how do you get it? Because that's the. Part I'll explain. Yeah, yeah, I'll explain. Yeah. So I get it in the in the sense of stillness in Wonderland. People that are kind of familiar with her music might say, "Ah, oh, it was a little bit too <clears throat> kind of convoluted." I'm not sure I necessarily got the theme running through. Um, I don't really kind of get how this links to this and that links to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, cool. It's like it's very explicit, Emma Corrin you know, is narrating um, and she's, you know, she's kind of, it's gone the complete opposite of stillness because she's literally explicitly telling you <laughs> either like the values that Simbi wants to have or the lessons that she's learned or mm. um, reminders for herself. Um, mm. And it, it just felt an odd choice because here's this like opulent, rich, posh, wise woman <laughs> Um, essentially sounding very condescending um, and it it just didn't really it didn't really fit for me like after you've had songs like Little Q Part 2 or whatever it is and then suddenly you know uh, like uh, remember Simbi like remember your dreams la 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 <laughs> um, and it, yeah it just it just doesn't fit for me um, mm. it feels really awkward I think in the context of it um, mm. it sounds I mean it's the it's the voice of inherited wealth isn't it really that when you're talking yeah. about the royal family um, <laughs> yeah. but but I get the choice and I say that I'll get that she wants to be explicit and say cool there's no way that you can't not understand this album <laughs> because I've literally put it in black and white for you here are the markers for when one theme moves to the next. I've got an interlude yeah. literally telling you this. <laughs> literally, it's like bullet points, isn't it? Like lesson plans. Yeah. When literally when signposts. It, I can't yeah. remember. It's like halfway through secondary school. They're like, going to make a real conscious effort to tell you what we're going to learn in this lesson. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's like the objectives, <laughs> the learning objectives. That's literally what the interludes are. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, so you know that meme everyone says on Twitter, like, if Johnny has five apples, <laughs> like that type of thing. It's like, I'm telling you, like, clearly, do you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I have more to say, but um, yeah, go on. What what were your kind of lows from the album? Um, I think for me, um, I think yeah, a hundred percent agree with the thing. Is, I don't have a problem with the interludes. It's just the coronisms. Like mm. the problem with Emma Corrin with this album, right? Yeah, like you said, like it's just this posh white woman, kind of in a very black album. To be fair, yeah, and she's kind of inserted. Don't when I heard introvert, it was like, oh, this is 
this is interesting. I wonder where it's going to go from here, right? But I feel like she's, in, when I look at it, the whole album as a whole, it's like she's inserted into this whole album's narrative, but you're not really given a reason to care about her, what yeah. she says or why she's there. So it's kind of like, it's just this random person just telling her, focus on yourself or, you mm. know, follow your heart. And it's like, okay, but why are you telling her that? Like, why couldn't it have been like Simbi talking to Sims, for example? Like, mm. w- wouldn't that be a cool example? Or couldn't you just have like guest appearances? Maybe Getz comes and say something and then another rapper. Or I feel like there were so many ways she could have done the interlude by herself even, or with other people, or even use samples from like people speaking about the things she's talking about. I think that would have helped as mm. well. Obviously, she's, she's, she's done the way she's done it, but I think... It's just, it's very weird when you go to the, like these very gritty songs, like you're saying, these heavy songs, and it's just, you're back in like, I don't know, fairy godmother mode. It is kind yeah, of like, it's very okay. Disney-esque. <clears throat> and I think, on, yeah, and I, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, one of the one of the interludes, obviously, Simbi is kind of uh, providing like a bit of a like back and forth, like reply with Emma Curran. She's yeah. like, oh, but I don't, something, I can't. Oh, on the gems, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on gems. And it yeah. just, yeah, the dynamic feels a bit odd, I think, given who it is. Yeah, who she plays in the TV show. Everyone's gonna know yeah. who she is. It it feels yeah, it feels a bit weird. And that aside, I mean the lesson, the lessons, quote unquote lessons she's delivering are just very like simplistic, almost like over dramatic in a sense. Over dramatic, but also yeah. they're they're quite um, transparent. Quite they're cheap. quite transparent. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred like, percent. Tumblr, Instagram captions, like. There, yes. Follow your heart, like diamond in the rough, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, or like basically saying, oh, they'll try to like wear you down. Mm. It's like who's they? Like all these things, or like uh, one moment I'll step and you be ridiculed. It's like what are you actually talking about here? Like I wish. That's me. I, I feel like, mm. and here's the worst part, right? Because I feel like the messages on the interviews that don't include Emma Corrin's voice are actually quite potent. So mm. I think a key example of this is the rapper that came to tea. But it's like, oh, what's it called? Um, it's like a cup of tea. There you go. It's like, what the fuck? What in the Disney is this? I, I, I want some fucking rap shit. Like, do you know what I mean? I want some grabby shit. What the fuck is this? But the thing is, the what the choir, that's the thing. The, what the choir says in all these um interludes, I feel like it's way more potent. Like, you know, what's the price of your freedom? Or like, you know, leave. Don't go, go, don't mm-hmm. go to this place. Like, I feel like, that works way much, way more than what the fuck Emma Corrin is saying. Um, however, the reason why I don't super hate it is because the production on these interviews are fucking fantastic, mm. mate. Like, holy shit. Like, I think my favourite one is probably The Garden. Okay. Um, so good. I think that and Gems. The rapper that came to you got... That's when they all have good production, mm. I can't lie. The rapper that came to see um, goes on a minute too long. That's my, that's another gripe. Oh, it. yeah, fair, yeah. It's in fair. a minute and a half in, Emma Corrin's finished her speech. And then I'm just like, ah, I don't, that I don't need the rest of, of it. the choir. Yeah, no, 100. Um, percent um, I think, yeah, I think that was my low point. And yeah. track wise, I see you. Not because the song's mm-hmm. bad. I think the placing was really bad. I think if it was, just, if this was earlier on in the track list. Yeah. Because you you leave standing ovation and you're like, Phew, that was experience. And then you go to love languages and all that's like okay what yeah. the fuck like do you know what I mean um, and yeah it's just not my mood isn't it? when I listen to rap albums I want some I want some shit do you know what I mean so yeah, I mean I that's that. the that's the kind of things I didn't like too much yeah because yeah. yeah I mean you can't really f- fault the production on it because it's it's beautiful like the strings mm. are amazing <laughs> so good yeah um, but yeah I think yeah it's just it's just a very odd choice of all the people 
It's in little, yeah, like, little cute part else. one. That's cool, right? Like <laughs> yes, it's Simbi's yes. cousin. Yeah, isn't it? It was his cousin. Yeah, her cousin. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it made sense. It led into the next song directly. The transition was beautiful. Um, so yeah, it's it's the interludes for me. Um, yeah, fair. Uh, cool. But yeah, should we, do you want to go for some highs next? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean. I mean, outside of the interviews, man, every fucking song slaps for me. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, and obviously, yeah, as a black Nigerian man from London, I might be a little bit biased. I mean, I'm definitely not biased, John, because we're reviewing a black woman who's Nigerian, who's also of Muslim descent, who's from London. There's no bias there, John. There's no bias. But no, I'm, no, honestly, like when I speak about Little Sims in 2019, I didn't say I was a Little Sims fan. I said I was a great area fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of albums, not artists. Until they can give me enough to be like, okay, you're consistent. And now I feel like I'm a Little Sims fan because I feel like over 14 other tracks, it's kind of hard to um, maintain interest. You only got two features throughout this whole album. And man, she does a fantastic job. So I literally, like, those are high points. There are so many to name, but um, I will try and stick to a couple. So... um, Obviously, I think we spoke... I'm not going to touch introvert. I feel like we spoke about it quite a lot mm-hmm. um, on episode when it came out. So go back and listen to that. But um, and same with I Love You, I Hate You. I'll go back to that though because, man, that song is so fucking good. Like, the, the, the reason why this song is just so... Like, this one, okay, you know what? Little Sims is legit. Even though the, the inflow made the sample, it feels like, especially in the first verse, it feels like she's corresponding every line to the sample of I Love You, I Hate mm-hmm. You. And that is crazy. Like, it's insane. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, hold, like, I feel like this whole song is just like, there's not a single thing I'll change about it. Not a single thing. Like, I just think it's yeah. beautiful. Um, obviously, point and kill. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, just the way she's kind of flowing in between like Yoruba and mm-hmm. English and making it rhyme, as well as like, um, just riding a beat like that, just, Easily. And obviously Abonayar does his thing. Like he's a, he was a great addition to that, hundred percent. So um yeah, I mean pretty much the whole album outside of yeah. that is a highlight. But I think those two is like really stuck out to me. What about kind of like thing. lyrically? Where yeah, in terms okay. of like, lyri- like her lyrics. Um, I think so here's the thing that um I spoke to Hamza about when we did uh, we had a spaces um the weekend the album came out. We kind of spoke about things like this, right? So here's how I see it, right? So I feel like lyricism is a form of communication. Yes. So, okay, again, going back to sports, right? The only reason players speak on the court is because they can't read each other's mind. But you always realize the best teams, they don't actually speak much because they, they've they done mm. so much like um, repetition. They kind of just know what our player is going to do. Yeah. So it's not much needs to be said. So I think with lyricism, you do lyricism because maybe if you say it straight off, it doesn't come off as potent. So you kind of use lyricism to kind of make it more interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, is Little Sims the most like, you know, double entendre type of person? Um, not on this album. I think she de- she definitely has it. I mean, she's, she's shown it. Um, but I think if you even look back at Grey Area now, one thing Little Sims does have is like, even if she's not hitting with these like mad lyrical miracles, her quotables are insane. If you go back to Grey Area, so many fucking quotables on that, right? Mm. Um, I think there's less on here, but I feel like, I think she pulls back on that. To, I think she sacrifices that for the song message, which 
I can see the trade-off. It kind of reminds you of like a Tribe Called Quest because they weren't like super lyrical. They just kind of just say things and it's like, okay, it's hitting me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then they didn't really rely on the lyrical thing as much. I think that's what she's gone for here. So I think if the songs were bad, like if I didn't like the songs and then they'd be like, okay, oh, the lyricism could have helped as well. But I think because even without it, I feel like everything else is there, like flows, cadence, production, do you know what I mean? Like pacing, I feel like, Yes, it could have been added and maybe that would have made it like, you know, it would have even made up for the interludes, mm. but I don't think it's something like, oh my gosh, do you know what I need here? Like just bars because I feel like I enjoy the songs otherwise. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there are definitely a lot of quotables. I think I Love You, I Hate You is, is a big <laughs> yeah. high in terms of, yeah. like lyrically, she, it's, a, it's an incredible message because you know, for oh, people yeah. that don't already know, you know, it's like a, it's a tug of war, like the whole song, like you're saying, it's corresponding to that, that like, you know, two part um, phrase, like I love you, I hate you. It's a tug between forgiveness mm. and resentment. Like yes. um, mm. she's, she's aware of her, like her dad's humanity, but at the same time, she's like acknowledging the hurt she's felt. And every time it's mm. like the, the yin and the yang of how she's feeling. And she is like just toying with it the whole way through the song. Um mm-hmm. And obviously, quotables like uh, a woman who hasn't confronted all her daddy issues. You're a spawn done yeah. it to me, or a, or a dad to me. You're like, whoa, yeah. damn! Like that's the same. It's just so it's so like in your mm. face. Like holy shit! Do you know what I mean, I think actually, in terms of lyrical, one thing I've actually noticed on this album is that her spoken word is actually really good. Like those little poems she does in between, like the song. So mm-hmm. even on "I Love You," I "Hate You," yeah. when she's like, um, um. The world's showing no mercy from birth. How do you humanize your hero? And she kind of goes into that. Yeah. I'm like, damn, like, I like, and she even, she even does it on a um, standing ovation. Yes, where she's yeah, like, from um, the hood lyricist yeah. to the, yeah. Yeah, to the like, oh, like, don't, <laughs> yeah. Or even like in the middle, like, oh, don't be so obsessed with me. You think you know what's best to me and all these things. Like, I'm like, those parts are actually proper like, and I think it makes the song even more uh, potent. So I think, yeah, I think in terms of like lyrics, I think like she's just very potent. Yeah. Even if it's not hidden behind like, a double entendre or anything like that yeah. and I think that's what makes up for it in a big way yeah yeah. I think um, but yeah. I See You is is beautiful I think there are a lot of really nice like lines and she says um, mm-hmm. I'm speaking your love language reading body language mm-hmm. our connection mm-hmm. requires a deep understanding communication mm-hmm. isn't always verbal but energy transferred <laughs> is universal ooh mm. yeah that's nice <laughs> preach preach yeah. um, and that that's something I like as well like the mm. the range of relationships that she tackles here because obviously oh, yeah. overall right she's talking about herself but within that there's the romantic relationships with her and someone on i see you there's the relationship with the parent on i love you i hate you there's a the relationship with um it's her sister isn't it on one of the mm-hmm. final songs uh misunderstood yeah misunderstood yeah. um and then she's doing like the like narrating someone else's story of her cousin um mm-hmm. it's i think like the in terms of like breadth of stories and emotions that she talks about on this album, I think that is a massive strong point. A hundred percent. And I think the album's stronger for it, that it doesn't just focus on um, like my relationship with myself or my relationship with the unnamed like ex yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I think in that Which sense, is weird crazy. that she called it sometimes I might be interested because yeah, I feel like a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it is about her, but it didn't feel like a self-titled record. I mm-hmm. feel like Great Area felt like a self-titled record, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, you touched on it a little bit, right? So in terms of the album's thing, because I think there's been all sorts of discussion, right? So if you kind of, 
as someone listening to the album from front to back, what do you feel like the story she's trying to kind of um get out there? Because you know, artists are going to be like, take what you want from it, but there's mm. always like some sort of like objective truth. Mm. So where do you, what, so what message do you feel like she's trying to get out there with this album? Or like, what do you think? What story do you think kind of overarches the album, or is there a story to be had? Um, damn, that's a great question. Uh, in terms of overall message, yeah, it is, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, I mean, I feel like it's quite on the nose of like, mm-hmm. it's, there's this like dichotomy the whole way through, right? Like the album's mm-hmm. essentially split into two. A lot of the songs are about like conflicting emotions. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, oh, I don't, I don't have an answer to that actually. <laughs> no, it's you fine. No worries. Um, no, no worries. Yeah. Do, do you have an answer I, to this? Uh, yeah, I have something in, in my lock. Also, mm-hmm. I was on engaged question, right? So, I think the way I see it, right? So, I think the song I kept going back to in terms of the theme was introvert, okay. right? Because, yeah. like, she said so much there, right? And it's like, you know, Sim be the art, no, Sim's the artist or Sim be the person. I feel mm-hmm. like that's the question that the album's trying to answer, right? Yeah. Is it like, do you mean, oh, who, who is she really? I think she, I think she struggles a lot with trying to think, okay, who am I really? Am I just an introverted person? But, you know, I'm really hype on shows and I do all these things. And, you know, yeah. I think that's the conflict. So I think if I look at it in the chronological sense, I think the album kind of starts, so you look at the first half, right? And I think one thing, and obviously I think this one isn't as obvious, but I think, you know, the thing about being introverted is that you're very aware of your surroundings. And I think the first half of the album does a good job of doing that, right? women's very outward looking uh i love you i hate you her dad little q it's not even about herself uh two worlds apart um and then i think you get to gems and it's like okay i need to remind myself who i am and then i think there's it's no surprise she goes out to a great area of sound to do that mm-hmm. with speed yeah. and then again another introversion kind of looking back like what is it i meant to be on stand ovation you know i'm meant to be someone who leads the way i think that's the first half right and then the rapper that came to T, I think the reason, the interlude message is really good. I think it transitions to the second half really well. It's just, yeah. But um, when I think the whole thing, because obviously, again, calling it the rapper that came to T, right? It's really weird because I'm meeting Hans was speaking about this because obviously it's based on the tiger that came to yeah. T. The guy goes in, eats everything up, you know, whatever. So I think, why would she use that? So I think if you look at the lyrics on Genius or whatever, and obviously Emma Corrin's talking about, you know, many have sacrificed to be yeah. here, you know, yeah. Bessie, yeah, what's, what, you know, what is, so I think if you look at the place. Like they're expecting, to, you know, someone, they're not expecting someone introverted, like, are you ready for exactly. that? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's a metaphor for the industry. Like, you know, if you're going to be in here, yeah. what are you willing to sacrifice? You're willing to sacrifice your freedom. And then obviously mm-hmm. you hear the choir saying, leave, don't do that. And obviously she does that. It goes into Rolling Stone. Uh, protect my energy yeah. don't want anyone around me obviously the more confident songs obviously fear no man point and kill yeah and then the garden kind of brings her back down to earth saying yeah. you need people all of that stuff and then it goes into the final two mm. that's kind of what i got from it um i feel i feel that that makes sense i know some people say like it literally goes back and forth throughout the whole album yeah. i don't feel that way because i feel like if it was you wouldn't need interludes mm-hmm. um i feel like interludes are done to transition sound and the story so that's kind of what i got from it yeah no i mean it makes sense doesn't it um Mm. like that whole thing of like yeah like it's 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 interesting you pull out that phrase from the beginning i think that definitely 
makes it mm. easy to to like pull your ideas of what the album is together like where mm. she's um yeah that she's like negotiating her identity isn't she like mm-hmm. what what is expected of me but at the same time like how do i actually feel like outside of music um mm-hmm. i think protect my energy that's that was a grower for sure oh yeah um, for sure <laughs> that, that kind of reminded me of um where she's kind of talking about like therapy on gray area she's like i don't need therapy yeah. and then obviously here she's like um uh, total silence is my therapy protecting my mm. energy i hate was mm. i hate to be controlled um yeah so yeah it's um yeah it's brilliant there are lots of there are lots of little moments like that throughout the album where she kind of references you know gray area like there's the equi- mm. a boss kind of the equivalent is um mm. Oh, I kind of forget the Beyond name speed, most like don't you know you're dealing with a yeah. boss? Like yeah, yeah. she literally yeah, yeah. Um, and then and even the misunderstood when it's like a it's a black and white yeah. world, seeing the area grey, yeah, something like that, yeah, mm. for sure. And I think yeah. the interludes, I guess she's kind of like we said at the beginning, she's trying to do what didn't go so well or wasn't what wasn't received so well in stillness by mm-hmm. returning to to the interludes and the whole theme. I thought. Mm-hmm. I tried to kind of understand the idea of the interludes and the sound and it was very Disney-esque and you have Emma mm-hmm. Corrin kind of talking down to you as maybe <laughs> um, her kind of like going back to childhood or because obviously Disney mm-hmm. fairy tales, all that kind of stuff is like mm-hmm. very childhood. The sounds are very like, um, very like soft sounds, very mm-hmm. kind of like, um, I guess I kind of associate the like, um, those kind of instruments with childhood and she's talk- she's obviously talking about her dad and she's talking mm. about her sister and her cousin mm. and kind of lessons that she's learned growing up so mm. I can kind of get that that's maybe yeah. why it is Emma Corrin kind of sounding like this like fairy godmother like yeah, you said you know I took it a different <clears> way <throat> I felt like the it was more like a dream state okay. with these interludes because they do sound very to me they sound mm. very like something like the garden seems very like it takes you to a different place. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm sitting by this like yeah. purple beach, whatever the fuck. Like it just feels really like not of this world type of thing. So, but you know, I, I get I get what you're saying. I think, I I get it. That's the thing. I, I, I don't think it, the interludes are the weakest part, but I don't think it ruins it because if I just, like if there was an instrumental version of the album, I wouldn't skip the interludes, not for a second. That's the thing. So yeah. that's why I'm really conflicted, right? So, um, but in terms of the message and all of that, I I love it. It's just yeah, the coronisms, as as one would say. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, um, you know what's funny? I'll just say this. You know how many people believe that little cues by little sims? Like Mike's thought so, and so did Fantano. And it's like it literally says little Q and the whole part one was there. It's just, just to make it very clear, it's not about her. It's a, it's I don't a know man if you talking yeah. the first person. <laughs> It yeah. Will, yeah, I remember listening to the Fantana review. Yeah, he, th- he thought that was Sims. Yeah, I thought it's I, not. I was like, I was like, okay, whatever. Had to be the man of the house. Clear. Yeah, that's no, it's the guy. Yeah, <laughs> a guy saying that. yeah whatever. <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, any other like super highlights you want to mention? Um, I mean, I could talk about every song. Let me have a look. Yeah, I mean, we have to shout out Clear song. Soul. She did a great job kind of all over oh yeah I hope, I hope that invoice was bountiful yeah um <laughs> i feel like yeah inflowing kind of clearly comes as kind of a package deal now um the yeah. two of them it's <laughs> like yeah clear, clear is here she'll she'll add some vocals yeah um so yeah i mean obviously shout out to her she did incredible especially on woman but then obviously with the un kind of 
Um, Protect my energy. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, Ooh. them two were. Man, like, yeah. even just, uh, just touching that song again a little bit more, it's like, I can't believe that was in Little Sims' back mm-hmm. pocket. Like, uh, versatility is nuts, man. Like, yeah. the, and the thing is, the song went down really well. Really well. Because yeah. at first I was like, why the fuck is this on this album? And then obviously looking at the message of it and kind of like, yeah, I'm in the disco. I don't care what anyone thinks. Like, it fully fits the theme, like, 100%. Like, yeah, and obviously Cleo Soul just, yeah. I think, yeah, super good. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll talk a little bit because we both talked about um, her, like, lyrical ability. But in terms of, like, flow and cadence and switching that up when the beat mm. switches have to give her props for that songs like mm. i see you i did not see that coming at all <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah. yeah oh where she yeah the flow switch up is amazing <laughs> there she does it on um obviously on rolling stone um like she's got it <laughs> like don't yeah, don't whatever it is don't she's think got that, it. <laughs> oh, you know, i know sometimes you can probably look at it and be like oh it's a bit monotonous her delivery sometimes quite f- like f- flat in terms of there's not too many inflections but then you do get these songs where you're Damn, like, people think that. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I mean, she's literally between her and Getz, there's got to be like 200 flows in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, so no, no. I'm, ter- I'm talking in terms yeah. of like delivery, like, oh, okay. Pitch yeah, yeah, or whatever. yeah. 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 Um, oh, okay. But yeah, no, she, she delivers like, yeah. I think Rolling Stone's a good example as well. Mm-hmm. Example yeah. of that. Cause I wasn't expecting that second verse, like, yeah, I fuck, I fuck with that so much. Um, I think in terms of flows, I think my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the album is the third verse on Sand Innovation, mm. where like, um, she kind of wraps around the beat. I think if you listen to Kendrick Lamar's Mama, he does a similar thing where he's, mm-hmm. where she's like, um, hold up, things is cold, you ain't seen nothing, the glow up, they all discuss them. No, no, before that, before I was bluffing, didn't see it coming, hold up, things is cold, you ain't seen nothing, the glow up. Like just the way she's kind of like not even rapping on like a tight, like two bar, like mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like, fuck it. And then she just goes so much faster when it's like, um, load a pen up, cock it back and get to bus and like just rapping fast and yep. just being able to slow it down. It's like, hold yeah, shit. Like, that is not control. easy. Yeah, like her control is crazy. Like, it, it's like, who's really good at that? Like, Schoolboy Q is really good at that. Like, in use Prime. Like, it's just, yeah, just the ability to kind of do it. Mm. Like, even on, um, so many songs she does this. The third verse on, um, Point and Kill. Yeah. No, the second verse. And on um, Two Worlds Apart, that final verse as well, like, she has, like, she doesn't attack the song in the same way on every single yeah. song. There's always another way yeah. she attacks it. Yeah, and, Two Worlds Apart, yeah. that, like, beat switch at the end where she, like, she kind mm. of does a couple of lines where she switches the flow and then she, like, fully goes in and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. This is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is mad. Insane, man. Mm. And um, just the way, that, and um, I think one thing I just want to touch on before we can mm-hmm. move on, I mean, that'd be the last thing I'll say. It's the cohesion of this record as well. Like, it is very cohesive. Um, Maybe not as, like, pyramid-tight as Grey Area, but over 19 tracks, I think the interludes do a good job of transitioning from yeah. sound to sound. So I think it's still very cohesive for 19-track records, to be honest. And just, like, the how, like, the what is mentioned on the previous song ties into the next one. Like, obviously, the end of Introvert, she says, woman, and then it goes yeah. into woman. And then, you know, you never pick up the phone. She's two worlds apart. She's elsewhere. And then even the way the Smokey Robinson sample ends mm. with I love you. Yeah. And it yeah. goes into I love you. I hate you. Like, Transitions are incredible like in here. Yeah. Speed into standard Ooh, ovation. Uh, that's got to be the oh tightest one. Yeah. That's got to be the tightest <laughs> yeah. one on the album. That one is just like, yeah. um, point and kill to fear no man. It's mm-hmm. just, holy shit. Like this, you can tell so much care was put into this yeah. album, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, honestly. And also even the way album closes off, like I think Misunderstood is a bit of an epilogue for sure. But um, 
And the thing is, I thought, okay, how did you get here? Like, it's such a sweet song to end it on. It kind of reminds you of um, Drake's um, Look What You've Done. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Even with Flow as well. Reminds of that a lot. But even just the hit with the... I feel like Misunderstood is like an epilogue. Yeah. That's the way I see it. And just, yeah, she still hits it. Like, yeah, perfect, man. Honestly, like, track-wise, I... Yeah. But I think that's really what I say about the album. Like, the album is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it genuinely is fantastic. Definitely. Um... Mm. Yeah, should we, we've got some kind of questions from the audience, so thank you okay, for sending cool. those in. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's start with one of them. Let's start with an easy mm-hmm. one. Is it? Okay. I say easy. Uh, is <laughs> it better than Grey Area? Oh, I don't think that's easy, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's the, obvious, the obvious question then. Uh, okay, um, I'll go first on this. I think if you're one of those critics, you know, I've realised, and uh, no shade to you, John, I realized why Kanye is like a white hip hop head's favorite mm-hmm. artist because he's so interested. It's like, oh, there's so much to discover here. And I think Grey Arrow is quite like that. I feel like it's the critic's favorite because it's like, oh, it's so, it's so, so Kanye esque in some songs and it's very watertight and it's very like mm. precise. And it's like, it's like it's good to study, right? Yeah. So, and obviously, Grey Area has no misses. I don't care what anyone says. That's still one of the best albums the UK has seen um, in terms of rap this decade, 100%. Yeah. Like there's not that there's not a single bad song on that album. It's so watertight. It's so many quotables, cut to the point. And this is where I think it depends what you prioritize in music because I think this album will do much better. Why do I think this? Um, I think it's a lot more bolder. I think there's so many more risks being taken on this compared to Great Area. Um, I think you get more variety. I think there's way more accessibility at the same time. So I think. Oh, I think they're two different albums though. And I think that's what makes her a good artist mm-hmm. because you don't want to pick one or the other. You'll listen to both. Yeah. But if I had, if objectively, I would say Grey Area, but only by a little bit. Like Grey Area is one of those ones where like, I cannot think of something you could do better with this. That's the thing. Like the only problem with Grey Area, the only reason why it's probably not a 10 out of 10 is because it's not like innovative. It's not like, mm. oh my gosh, you changed the game. That's yeah. the only thing. Whereas this one, I look at this and I'm like, this is the this is the mark to beat. This is what people should be aspiring towards. Yeah. And I think I think over time I'll flip between the two. And I think that's what makes it interesting. But I think if I was gonna say right now, I would say this. It's just more interesting. I think this So you are saying this rather than grey, right? Yeah. You just changed. You said grey. Did I say that? Okay. <laughs> oh, that's see that's how conflicted I am. I think I said no, I said objectively grey. Okay. Objectively, but- yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think one in album. my heart, yeah. I think I would, if I had, if one album had to blow up, I would blow up Grey Up, but only, only mm. by a little bit. I think Oof. this is like, this it's is like tough. amazing. It's really yeah. tough. What do you think? I'm, I'm with you. obvious questions. So yeah. yeah, I'm with you on, um, on like, there are no, there are zero, zero misses on Grey Area. Every single <laughs> yeah. time I put it on, I will not skip anything. I'll listen back to front. <laughs> yeah, I won't even literally. pause it. I'll make sure I've got 40 minutes. Um, mm. The highs are higher on Simbi. I mm-hmm. think that's just objectively true. Like she, yeah, for sure. Um, like the theme, I guess not necessarily themes are more interesting, but there are su- such interesting or such clear messages from each song um, mm-hmm. that kind of like speak to you in different ways. Even if you haven't experienced what she's talking about, I love you, I hate mm. you, whatever it may be. Um, Inflow has kind of you know, gone stratospheric <laughs> from Great Area to this. Yeah, so there's that to fair. enjoy as well. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah i think i think it is better although there are elements of it i don't enjoy whereas with gray area there was nothing i enjoyed it all but i yeah. think because of the highs are so high and you can point to 10 plus tracks that you're like this is mm. ridiculous <laughs> then yeah. then it is i think it is it's a better um it's better music yeah yeah no i think that's the thing i think because I think what a critical do is like, oh, are there any misses? Mm. The amount of misses will deduct from the album. I think, I think I agree with you, right? Even though there are some things where there are some blemishes for yep. sure, I think what you get is so worth it. Like, Absolutely. It's so worth it. Like everything else is like, holy shit, yeah. man. Like, so I'll take that despite it not being like this flawless mm. 10 track body of work because there's more. That's the thing. Because I can make 10 tracks off of Simbi and it will be great area. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I think, and because there's more than 10 tracks mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, I feel like you just get way more with this one, even, and you will take those little hits yeah. here and there because, yeah. I've got to say, I've got just, to say this because from, oh, I still can't believe it, Introvert all the way through, um, you know, Gems Inslee wasn't the biggest fan, mm-hmm. but like up to there, Little Q Part 2, Skip Gems, mm-hmm say you skip it and then speed sangovation i see you like that is 10 tracks in a row crazy are... isn't it <laughs> yeah i was waiting for you to say that yeah yeah because you can legitimately say she has like a borderline like nine track run like straight from here to stand like from the intro to stand ovation mm-hmm. it's like oh, like it's so easy to listen to like every time i'm like oh i was gonna listen to one song and i just end up listening to the whole like yeah. most of the album like every time so like yeah and honestly like from the start to stand ovation i can't really skip it even though gems again gems is not my least favorite like i get i get it like i mean it's it's, it's easy to listen to i think that's what saves the interludes big time yeah but yeah man like the first half the second half is really good but the first half is like yeah, fuck it's, man it's she ridiculous. was not playing about yeah yeah um, and obviously I, yeah, go on. No, I was just gonna say let's get Hit the next question. Yeah, let's go through the questions. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go through them. Is there a Grammy nomination in in the works? <laughs> is that a question? Yeah, it is. Um, no, nah, Dave's getting that man. <laughs> we Grammy, all know what's gonna Grammy. happen. Man. Yeah, look, here's the problem, right? Dave speaks on the important stuff, quote unquote. And if you're one of those people who have the power to submit Grammy nominations, you're not gonna pick this over Dave. And the thing, they're not gonna pick two UK albums, right? That's the problem. Obviously, it's a bit of a joke. I think, is it worthy of a Grammy nomination? 100%. It's probably... 100%. There's no doubt about that. Will it get the nomination? I mean, it didn't even get the Brit, mate. Um, Grey Era. So, yeah. why are they going to consider it for Grammy? And, obviously, I think Grey Era should have been considered for pretty much everything, yeah. personally. It'd be, it'd be game... So, it'd be game-changing in terms of... Because uh, a lot of people are swayed by what wins the awards, what gets nominated. So, in terms mm-hmm. of, like fans and numbers if she got the grammy nomination that would be huge oh but yeah she doesn't need it because i think the people that need to know know <laughs> yeah i think in terms of 2020 no 2021 sorry gosh i'm still still back there but um i'll be surprised obviously grammy nominations we've got another episode coming up in a couple of months if mm-hmm. we come to this in november and there's nothing from the UK, whether you look at that Tyron, Conflict, even if you want to do Conflict Interest as a little That would not one. be anywhere near the Grammys. No, but, but I'm saying, yeah. yeah, of course, two girls, but, but um, talking about Dev, yeah, Getz, Sims, Slow Tie, even Dave, I see the appeal yeah. for that. If none of them get nominated, I'd be surprised. If I had to pick one, it has to be Simbi, yeah. but we'll see. 
We'll see. Uh, let's go to the next one. Is it the best rap album of 2021? Ooh. Ooh. Like, I'm just going to run, I'll run down a couple of albums we've had this year. Obviously, we had okay, Conflict cool. of Interest, Tyron. Um, we have had King's Disease 2, Call Me If You Get Lost. Uh, obviously, Day's album. We've had albums from, uh, we had La Machina from Conway the Machine. Obviously, Ooh. Simbi. Mac Homie. Uh, Mac Homie. Uh, <laughs> Car yeah, released an album. Uh, we've had a lot of rap albums this year. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Brockhampton, mm-hmm. Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. Is it is it the best of the year? Ooh. I don't know yet. I think coming up to this point, for me, it was still Tyler, the Creator's album was the best. Mm-hmm. I think in and around the top five, uh, I think I still put Slow Tie. I think I put King's Disease 2. Um, okay. And I think I had Brockhampton and Simbi. That would be my five at the moment. I'm mm. unsure on order yet. Okay, cool. Um, I'm again. I think we're pretty similar. That's why we do the show. Yeah, Tyler was like my one to be. I think I even said like if someone beats this album, it's gonna be a pretty special album. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a special album. It's a special album. Do you know what I mean? So I think for me, like yes, I love Sirius's album. I love Nas's album. I think Tyler. I think lyrically, it was just insane. Self-produced, um, which self-produced all that stuff. I think the problem. I think I've heard this criticism, and now like, when I listen to it, I can't unsee it. It's the whole, the opulence is very high on that one. He's he's let you know he's got a Rolls Royce calling and like mm-hmm. quite a bit on that one. I get it. And obviously Wilshire, is there got, is it, has it got a lot of replay value once you know the story? Probably not. And that's like eight minutes of the album. Fair enough. Um, whereas I look at, I think whichever, it's this, it's either that or Simbi for me. Whereas I, I feel like the weaknesses Corn Get Lost has maybe a bit more Interesting. than Simbi. Because yes, they introduce, but uh, that's what I'm saying. That's this this is the struggle struggle, right? I think if I had to pick right now, if I had to put what is the album 2021, I think it would be this. I think I think it's that level, man. Like I, I I really I just don't. Okay, if this isn't what is, and I want to know why. I genuinely want to know why yeah. because. What the inflow couldn't do anything more. He couldn't. He he couldn't. He couldn't. Um, so don't even can't do that. He couldn't do any more. Um, Sims. I mean, so many potent songs. So many slaps. Like in track wise, doesn't really falter. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'd want to know. Yeah. I'd want to know why. But I think for me, obviously, yeah, it's probably number get one. Get in touch with us, of course. If you if you know mm-hmm. you've got an idea, yeah. if it's is it Drake? It's absolutely not. But if you think it <laughs> oh, is, sorry. I'd like to know why. But yeah, yeah, give us obviously give us your thoughts. Um, at TVC Pod Twitter, Final Collective Pod on Instagram. And next question uh, is Has obviously, is being a black woman, has that affected her popularity? I think we uh, know the answer to this. Yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> I mean, go I'll, I'll go straight for this. I think 100%. Like, and again, if anyone knows me, I hate putting any sort of um, ism card because, you know, it's just not how I operate in my life. But I mean, come on. Like, like I said, I think that's why I started off this like segment with the Surya Bonali um, analogy. Yeah. Um, because I just feel like it's so relevant. Like, I feel like if this was anyone else, people would be losing their fucking minds. Like, if this was Dave, I think people would legit be losing their minds. Legitimately losing their minds because it's like, holy shit. And I just don't feel like... I just don't... I, it's not even that I want you to think this is the best album's ever made. I just... I mean... 
so why are we just why are we trying to like mentally fuck ourselves into liking certified lover boy when this exists like that's what i'm saying like why is that even a thing like again if drake made something like this we know he wouldn't it's not his personality like i just don't i just, I just don't see it i don't see it if jay Haas or if gets or anyone made an album like this i think people would be going they would just be like oh my gosh this might be one of the best ever I, in terms of, I think they would, I think they themselves would overreact to something like this because they haven't heard something like this before. So, um, yeah, 100%, man. Like, I, yeah, I, I just, I just, I fail to see what it is about her that can't just be like, yeah, she is one of, she's probably the best rapper in the country right now. I don't see how it's close. How is it close? Like, big conspiracy? No. What, common sense? No. Not really. No. Like, I, I don't see it. Between Grey Area and this, I, I'd even drop six. Uh, yeah. Sorry, what do you think, John? Yeah. Um, I mean, 100%. There's, there's absolutely no denying it. Um, yeah. Especially in like a... Uh, like that the flame. That is a flame. <laughs> that was fine. can tell yeah, where no I live. Um, mm. especially, yeah. Especially looking at the scene that is so dominated by men mm-hmm. and... The fact that she like doesn't get a look in in terms of who is the top rapper. People are calling it one of their favorite albums this year. But if you ask someone who's your top rapper, hundred percent you're not mentioning Little Sims in your top five. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. the best album in the UK this year. <laughs> best rap album this year. Twenty nineteen, it was the best rap album from a UK artist. Twenty sixteen, <laughs> yeah. you can a- legitimately argue that that was one of the top albums that year. Tough year, but Still yeah. in Wonderland mm-hmm. was sick. Mm-hmm. So that's three mm-hmm. years out of five. Or six, six, yeah. yeah. That she's yeah, had, um, she's had arguably the best album. Yeah. And you, and even Drop Six was one of the best EPs last year. Obviously, coronavirus, all yeah. that, I understand. But I think between Grey Area now, if you want to, even Stillness and Wonderland, I can get criticism. Yeah. It wouldn't be in my top five. 100%. I get that. But like, it's all in terms of UK, because mm-hmm. when I made that tweet, I didn't expect it to do what it did. When I said, who has the best discography? That was mad. It was kind of a bit, that was mad. It was kind of, People say nines, no, no, nines. Nines is not touching Sims' discography. If we're being so honest with ourselves, if you said someone like Kano, okay, mm. yeah, I, I, I get that. But between stillness, great. Because thing is, this is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like an average UK rapper gets way more praise than Sims. Hundred percent, way more. Hundred percent. People are like, oh, crabs though. in the bucket with something. Are you kidding me? Are you, <laughs> yeah, like, are you like, actually mad? You're going to put Grey yeah. Area next to Crabs in a Bucket, and you're going to say. Yeah, no, nines, nines are the better album. You're lying. I don't get it. You're like, 100% lying. You haven't listened to Little Sims. And a lot of people do this, which I'll get into maybe later. But like, I feel like, again, I feel like the, I feel like if I, if, I feel like I want to believe the discussions around her are genuine, but I just don't. And that's based off my experiences with pe- speaking to people at Little Sims. And every time it's always like, I haven't listened to the album. Or I only listen to half of it. Or, or it's like some weird excuse, like, and again, I don't get paid. It's not inaccessible like, either. Yeah, like, it's always some sort of bullshit, and I just don't feel it's ever genuine. I feel like they they mention her because you know, in the industry, they love her. Like, you know, all the UK rappers love her, so I think they give her that respect. But it's never. I don't think the discussion around her is as genuine as other artists. Never. I just don't think it that way because I feel like people would put artists, like, for example, Gets is long tenured, so they'll put Gets, but. Have they really looked at Getz's discography to say that? I mean, Getz was out when I was a kid, so probably not. Do you know what I mean? So, 
I think there's, I feel like you could have discussions where it's like, okay, no, it's not Little Sims, but I don't think they ever made out of good faith. It's always just made of, oh, I'm not used to this name being put in this conversation, so I'm not ready to do that yet. And the same thing happened to Kendrick, same thing happened to Rhapsody. I understand it, but it's just, I feel like with the UK, it's like, there's a good chance to really push someone who is legit as fuck, and mm-hmm. it's just not happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. No, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement that it's, it's, you can't legitimately listen to her music and not put her up there. So, yeah. so yes, yes is the answer to your question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess kind of like in summary, right? Like where, mm-hmm. where does Sim, it sounds so early sentence, but like where does Simbi go from here? Like where, where does Inflow part two to that? Where does Inflow go from here? I'll start with Inflow. I think, okay, go on. I'll start go with Inflow. I think he will continue doing what he's doing right now. Um, yeah. I think, <laughs> as you can see, he's kind of slowly expanding out to a few mm-hmm. other select artists, you know, Scribs Riley. I'm sure he has people knocking for him. I'm a hundred percent. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no in in the same that. way that he, um, get your violins out, in the same way that he hasn't replied to uh, my Instagram messages, I reckon <laughs> he has a lot of people who are sending me hours, yeah. a lot of management calling him up and he's like very selective which why yeah. not your inflow mm-hmm. people people in the industry <laughs> will love you and mm. yeah choose who you want to go with so yeah i think he'll remain selective um mm-hmm. i would be surprised if he didn't produce a third sim simbi album um oh, okay i mean it's a winning it recipe. Him. <laughs> like yeah. why 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 change it if it isn't broken mm-hmm. why fix it mm. but then she may Simbi may want to kind of prove herself. Obviously, as Inflow's legend grows, yeah, she may want to step thing. away from that and be like, I can do this on my own. Um, yeah, that's my, yeah, that's my no, impression. I think she I might want to move away from sentiment. it, but I wouldn't. I would love a third. You know what? If it wasn't for the obscene range on this album, I'll be like, no, nah, don't run it back again. But because the range seems limitless... I'm like, fuck it. Let's see what else you can do. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you look, seem, you look, can sound like you can do any fucking thing, right? So, yeah, do it again. But, um, I think, as you said, yeah, I think mm-hmm. he'll start to expand. I think the money will come knocking in a big way. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, I don't, I don't see him lasting long in this country, to be honest, because I think, I mean, fucking Kanye West works at Michael Kiyonuka at one point, I think it was. Mm. Um, do you think he wants Sam, that though? Because, like, he shuns anonymity. So, I mean, not many people listen to him at all. And he's still doing it. So I think, I think, I think he's very low key in it. And I get it. It feels like he feels like he doesn't give a fuck about being a known person. Like, again, he's like a coach. Like I'll let my, you know, vocalist do that, do that. Right. But again, I think the money will be too high for him to say no at some point. I do think that, um, but yeah, he seems like a genuine lad. Don't get me wrong. Like he seems like he's very, um, he seems like a, a, a purist through and through, yeah. right? Like straight purist. Um, I think Sims, there's two ways, right? You run it back again and everyone knows the production, you know, that's in hand. You don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. Like maybe she kind of gives people more, you know, technical bars and all that stuff and all that stuff. Um, I think in terms of theme, I don't know. She has to shift from herself, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Um, that'd be interesting. Get more features, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be good. I think now it's time to see her work with other people. I thought that was what was going to happen. 
Yeah. When we saw her work with Leander Havis at the BBC One show, whatever, and they think they did the cover of them, you're free to do what you want to do, whatever. And I thought, oh, yeah, since Leander Havis, that fucking makes bare sense. Like, yeah. Um, but obviously it hasn't happened. Um, but again, I feel like they're both very <laughs> to themselves introverted, of course. But I think, yeah, Sims should definitely do more features, yeah. work with more people. If she is bold enough, just challenge yourself and do one without inflow. See how that works. Because then then people will be like, you're really fucking legit, mm. mate. Um, will she do it? We'll have to see. But I think that would be a good way, a good route for her to go down, yeah. for sure. Yeah, agreed. Um, 2021 album of the year, we've kind of answered that already. Yeah. It'll be up there in and around the top. I think it'll be interesting to see oh, yeah, what, else, sure. what else comes out this year. Um, uh, if It has to be my top three by the end of the year, unless something insane insane like obviously now it's tired in sims something insane has to drop also it's quite funny you go back to 2019 top two was tyler and sims and now again 2021 tyler and sims so i feel like we're definitely in the tyler sims we're in the tyler sims era for sure yeah i think at the moment so yeah yeah um yeah i mean i feel like that kind of wraps us up for this album it's oh, if you haven't listened to this album I'll Listen go one step further. Go and buy this. Go album. and buy the vinyl like, if you have a go vinyl. Go buy player. the album CD. The whatever. CD's five pounds. Yeah. Go download it. It's, yeah, it's worth it. I think there's no way you listen to this and you don't get something from it. Like there's just there's no way. Absolutely. Like I feel like yeah, this album is worth every penny. To be honest, like it's a cracking bo- cracking body of work. It to be honest, so, yeah. absolutely. Go and buy that. Don't even just stream it. Go and buy it. Um. But yeah, obviously, if you have opinions on this or once you do listen to it, you know, give us a message. Let us know what you thought of it. Um, you can obviously message us on Twitter, TVC Pod, on Instagram. We are Vinyl Collective Pod. Obviously, everywhere else, we are just the Vinyl Collective Pod. You can email us at Pod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, I think that moves us on to, as always, we have a throwback song and a song that's been released in the last couple of years our now and then playlist uh do you want to kick us yes, off yes sir uh oh no you go first because i got my now i ain't got my then so i'll ooh, think of that quickly i have my then but not my now uh <laughs> cool i'm gonna go with my then it's gonna be shadows by little sims okay that's from i think that's from the blank canvas ep yes uh, that's a good song that is one of that's one of my favorite like old little sims songs because mm. we included it in our thread do go check that out on, yeah. on Twitter. Um, but the flow switch ups on here, that was seven years ago. So Crazy this is when she was in her teens. Crazy. Um, that's my then song. Uh, my now song. Oof. Hmm. What am I going to go for? Oh, we always do this. We're like, have have we already put this song on there? Yeah. So we going to have to go and... But I think I number two. Go on. Okay. Um... Oh, I have. I was going to go Injury Reserve. Check out Injury Reserve. Their new album has just dropped. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, oh, is it out now? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it released yesterday. Um, okay, what am I going to go for? I think I will go... Vince Staples, Take Me Home. Okay. Oh, banger. Yeah, I'll go with that. Damn. Okay, cool. So my now song is from Pray for Haiti 
So let me just get the name for the song right. Yep. I don't know if you added already, but um, the Stellar Ray Theory. I Holy don't shit, that's a banger. Banger, fucking hell. Yeah, shout out to Mike Homie. Um, and then my Den song. Ooh, I'm going to put... Ooh, going to put... Oh, no, that's 2019. Okay, so I'll put Energy by Sampa the Great. Ooh, banging yeah. song. Uh, came out f- about three, four, oh yeah, about three years ago now. But um, yeah, good, good song. I think it's on the I May Destroy soundtrack, so you may have heard it before, but yeah, really good song. Cool. Uh, that's the second Sampa the Great song on that playlist. Shout out, yeah. huh? Um, but yeah, obviously you can find that playlist on Spotify. Uh, you'll find it on our socials if you go on our Linktree link. We have all of the playlists that you need to check out on there. Um, and yeah, obviously check out Little Sims. It's as Toppe said, cracking body of work. Um, and yeah, once again, yeah, Kendrick was right, man. Kendrick was he right. He was right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Vinyl Collective.